This is the Every Catholic Man Gospel Devotional, where a man can draw closer to Jesus Christ, learn the Catholic faith, and grow in happiness by becoming a better Catholic son and Catholic father. Today we enter into the glorious passion of our Lord Jesus Christ as he is betrayed, arrested, falsely condemned, horribly abused, and achieves total victory on the cross. We'll reflect upon the need for every Catholic man to always remember that Jesus died for him personally and to grow in the virtue of gratitude. We'll also consider the suicide of Judas the betrayer and the need to reject the deadly sin of suicide by growing in the life-saving virtue of hope. If you'd like to read along or study later, episode notes are available, which include a complete transcript and all the references to the Bible and the Catechism of the Catholic Church. You can find the notes posted nearby or at everycatholicman.com. At everycatholicman.com, you can also find a daily devotion just like this one for every day of the year. To find it, go to everycatholicman.com and look at the top menu for today's devotion. Here is today's Gospel reading. Today's Gospel reading from the RSV Second Catholic Edition, available from Ignatius Press, is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 26, verse 14, through chapter 27, verse 66. Then one of the twelve, who was called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What will you give me if I deliver him to you? And they paid him thirty pieces of silver. And from that moment he sought an opportunity to betray him. Now on the first day of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Where will you have us prepare for you to eat the Passover? He said, Go into the city to such a one, and say to him, The teacher says, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus had directed them, and they prepared the Passover. When it was evening, he sat at table with the twelve disciples, and as they were eating, he said, Truly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were very sorrowful and began to say to him one after another, Is it I, Lord? He answered, He who has dipped his hand in the dish with me will betray me. The Son of Man goes as it is written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that man if he had not been born. Judas, who betrayed him, said, Is it I, Master? He said to him, You have said so. Now as they were eating, Jesus took the bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the chalice, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which was poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I shall not drink again of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, You will all fall away because of me this night, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I am raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter declared to him, Though they all fall away because of you, I will never fall away. Jesus said to him, Truly, I say to you, this very night before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I must die with you, I will not deny you. And so said all the disciples. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. 
And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even unto death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little further, he fell on his face and prayed, My father, if it be possible, let this chalice pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and he found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So you could not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. Again for a second time he went away and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink from it, your will be done. And again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went out and prayed for the third time, saying the same words. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. While he was still speaking, Judas came, one of the twelve, and with him a great crowd with swords and clubs from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had given them a sign, saying, The one I shall kiss is the man, seize him. And he came to Jesus at once and said, Hail, Master. And he kissed him. Jesus said to him, Friend, why are you here? Then they came and laid hands on Jesus and seized him. And behold, one of those who were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck the slave of the high priest and cut off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, Put your sword back in its place, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Do you think I cannot appeal to my father, and he will at once send me more than twelve legions of angels? But how then should the scriptures be fulfilled, that it must be so? At that hour Jesus said to the crowds, Have you come out against a robber with swords and clubs to capture me? Day after day I sat in your temple teaching, and you did not seize me. But all this has taken place that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples deserted him and fled. Then those who had seized Jesus led him to Caiaphas the high priest, where the scribes and the elders had gathered. But Peter followed him at a distance as far as the courtyard of the high priest, and going inside, he sat down with the guards to see the end. Now the chief priests and the whole council sought false testimony against Jesus that they might put him to death, but they found none though many false witnesses came forward. At last, two came forward and said, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and build it in three days. And the high priest stood up and said, Have you no answer to make? What is it that these men testify against you? But Jesus was silent. And the high priest said to him, I adjure you by the living God, tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, you have said so, but I tell you hereafter you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his robes and said, He has uttered blasphemy. Why do we still need witnesses? You have now heard his blasphemy. What is your judgment? They answered, He deserves death. Then they spat in his face and struck him, and some slapped him, saying, Prophecy to us, you Christ. Who is it that struck you? Now Peter was sitting outside the courtyard, and a maid came to him and said, You also were with Jesus the Galilean. But he denied it before them all, saying, I do not know what you mean. And when he went out to the porch, another maid saw him and said to the bystanders, 
This man was with Jesus of Nazareth. And again, he denied it with an oath. I do not know the man. After a little while, the bystanders came up and said to Peter, Certainly you are one of them, for your accent betrays you. Then he began to invoke a curse on himself and to swear, I do not know the man. And immediately the cock crowed. And Peter remembered the saying of Jesus, Before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. When morning came, all the chief priests and the elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. And they bound him and led him away and delivered him to Pilate the governor. When Judas, his betrayer, saw that he was condemned, he repented and brought back the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priest and the elders, saying, I have sinned in betraying innocent blood. They said, What is that to us? See to it yourself. And throwing down the pieces of silver in the temple, he departed, and he went out and hanged himself. But the chief priests, taking the pieces of silver, said, It is not lawful to put them into the treasury, since they are blood money. So they took counsel and bought with them the potter's field to bury strangers in. Therefore, that field has been called the field of blood to this day. Then was fulfilled what had been spoken by the prophet Jeremiah, saying, And they took the thirty pieces of silver, the price of him on whom the price had been set by some of the sons of Israel, and they gave them for a potter's field, as the Lord directed me. Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said to him, You have said so. But when he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he made no answer. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many things they testify against you? But he gave him no answer, not even a single charge, so that the governor wondered greatly. Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to release to the crowd any one prisoner whom they wanted. And they had then a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So when they had gathered, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus, who was called the Christ? For he knew that it was out of envy that they had delivered him up. Besides, while he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent word to him, Have nothing to do with that righteous man, for I have suffered much over him today in a dream. Now the chief priests and the elders persuaded the people to ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor said to them again, Which of these two do you want me to release for you? And they said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, Then what shall I do with Jesus, who is called the Christ? They all said, Let him be crucified. And he said, Why? What evil has he done? And they shouted all the more, Let him be crucified. Then Pilate saw that he was gaining nothing, but rather that a riot was beginning. He took water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this righteous man's blood. See to it yourselves. And all the people answered, His blood be on us and on our children. Then he released for them Barabbas, and having scourged Jesus, delivered him to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the praetorium, and they gathered the whole battalion before him, and they stripped him and put a scarlet robe upon him. And pleading a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and put a reed in his hand. And kneeling before him, they mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! And they spat upon him, and they took the reed and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the robe and put his own clothes on him, and led him away to crucify him. 
And as they were marching out, they came upon a man of Cyrene, Simon by name. This man was compelled to carry his cross. And when they came to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull, they offered him wine to drink, mingled with gall. But when he tasted it, he would not drink it. And when they had crucified him, they divided his garments among them by casting lots. Then they sat down and kept watch over him there. And over his head, they put a charge against him, which read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right and one on the left. And those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads and saying, You who would destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. So also the chief priests and the scribes and the elders mocked him, saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. He is the King of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now, if he desires him. For he said, I am the Son of God. And the robbers who were crucified with him reviled him in the same way. Now from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders hearing it said, This man is calling Elijah. And one of them at once ran and took a sponge, filling it with vinegar, and put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink. But others said, Wait, let us see whether Elijah will come and save him. And Jesus cried again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook, and the rocks were split, and tombs also were opened. And many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised, and coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. When the centurion and those who were with him, keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and what took place, they were filled with awe and said, Truly, this was the Son of God. There were also many women there, looking on from afar, who had followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering to him, among whom were Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Joseph and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who was also a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. And Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a clean linen shroud and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had hewn from the rock. And he rolled a great stone to the door of the tomb and departed. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were there, sitting opposite the tomb. The next day, that is, after the day of the preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember how that impostor said, while he was still alive, after three days I will rise again. Therefore, order the tomb to be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples go and steal him away, and tell the people he is risen from the dead, and the last fraud will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, You have a guard of soldiers. Go, make it as secure as you can. So they went and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone and setting a guard. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, in this powerful account of St. Matthew of the Passion of Our Lord, let's see what Jesus is accomplishing. Jesus, the Son of God, the Almighty Father, comes into the world for the salvation of mankind. In his Passion, that comes from the Latin word passio, meaning suffering, 
Jesus completes his Almighty Father's work by his sacrificial and redemptive death on the cross to forgive sins and establishes the sacrament of the Eucharist. Jesus establishes the sacrament of the Eucharist by mysteriously transforming the Passover Seder. The Seder was a ritual Jewish meal which commemorated God's deliverance of Israel from slavery by Egypt. See the book of Exodus, chapter 12. At the Last Supper, which initially appears to be a traditional Jewish Passover Seder, Jesus stuns the apostles when he gives them his body and blood in the signs of bread and wine. Rather than ending the Seder with the last ritual cup of wine, as is traditionally practiced, Jesus extends the ritual throughout his entire passion until he is sacrificed as the Lamb of God on the cross. Jesus completes the transformation of the Seder when he sips the wine from the cross, a symbol of the last cup of the Seder, and he dies. See the Gospel of John, chapter 19, verse 23 through 30. The Passion narrative spans the depths of human suffering. Betrayal, abandonment, anguish, torture, mocking, humiliation, a mother witnessing her only son's death, extreme agony and death. But the passion goes further. Jesus' passion includes his incomprehensible suffering of all the effects of every single human sin across all of time. His dying words from the cross, the seven last words, provide men powerful guidance, including... Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. That's from Luke's account, chapter 23, verse 43. The words of Christ provide a model for responding to evil injustices in the world. Jesus also says, My God, why have you forsaken me? We see that in Matthew's account, chapter 27, verse 46. This is not a confused cry of desperation, but it's a code phrase for Jesus' total victory. That phrase comes from Psalm 22, which ends in God's total victory over evil on earth. These words give men a rallying cry and hope in times of suffering. Jesus also says from the cross, Behold your mother, when he gives his mother, the Blessed Virgin Mary, into the care of St. John. See the book of John, chapter 19, verses 26 and 27. These words of Jesus is a call for every Catholic man to commit a devotion to his Holy Mother. Meditating upon these words, God will convert the heart of a man and make him a true disciple of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, in the Passion of the Christ, there is much to fill a man with awe. Consider. Be astounded by the mysterious actions of the Son of God and divine priest in the Passion. Jesus transforms the 1,200-year-old annual ritual of the Passover, becoming the sacrificial Lamb of God in a new Passover by which men are saved from eternal death. Jesus incorporates the ancient Jewish rituals of thanksgiving and establishes the sacrament of the Eucharist. Even today, Jesus continues to supernaturally feed Catholics at every single Mass through the transubstantiation of the bread and wine into the true presence of His glorified body and blood in the sacrament of the Eucharist. Well, in this somber account of the Passion, Jesus gives us ways to grow in happiness. Be grateful that Jesus died to save you personally. Realize, Jesus willingly died for the sins of all mankind and for the sins of each man personally. Believe. Reflect upon the passion. See the Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraphs 571 through 637. Pray. 
Jesus, crucified Christ, help me grow in the virtue of gratitude, a part of justice. So I joyfully give thanks to you for dying for my sins and show my gratitude by using every moment to grow in holiness. Amen. Well, here's a second way a man can grow in happiness by reflecting upon the passion. Hope in God and be protected from suicide. Realize, in stark contrast to Jesus' complete trust of the Almighty Father during his passion, the betrayer Judas lacks hope, falls into despair, and commits suicide, a grave sin which breaks the fifth commandment. Believe. Reflect upon the sin of despair. See the Catechism, paragraph 2091, and the grave sin of suicide. See the Catechism, paragraphs 2282 through 2283 and 2325. Pray. Jesus, giver of life, help me build the virtue of hope so I never despair to the point of suicide, and I always trust in your justice and mercy for the poor souls who have killed themselves. Amen. Here is today's wrap-up. Never forget that Jesus wants you to find true and lasting happiness. And here are today's two key action steps to grow in that happiness Jesus wants you to have. First, build the virtue of gratitude and always remember that Jesus died for you personally. And second, grow in the virtue of hope so you can always reject the deadly sin of suicide and pray for those poor souls who have died by their own hand. Thanks for listening to the Every Catholic Man Gospel Devotional. Invite others to listen. It's an easy way to help lead your family and friends to Jesus Christ and His Holy Catholic Church. Learn more about how to grow in happiness by becoming a better Catholic son and Catholic father by going to everycatholicman.com. Until next time, always give God thanks. He's called you to the blessing and honor of being a Catholic man and stay close to Jesus Christ.